All right. So last week we were so privileged to have Umama, uh, Umama Knox Lamini, wife to Bablanga, who was here now. So she was teaching us about enduring through pain and persevering through pain and how we are not exempt from the consequences when we make plan B. And she made, she mentioned Usara and all in all, the conclusion that I took home was we need to involve God. When we involve God, joy will come. So today, we are continuing from there. It's always an honor to preach after her because she's like my mother. You know that mother, that mother before you mother, you married your wife, you know, so she's always been there uh, in my life with Utata as well. So it's always an honor to preach after her. So, so yeah, let us pray. Let us pray for the word. And Father, we just thank you so much, Lord, and we give you the glory this morning, Lord. Speak to us, King of Kings, Holy Spirit, consume our hearts, Lord, and change us, mighty God. Change us, Lord. Oh, Father, your word is like a double-edged sword. Cut right through right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Your word is able. Your word does not return empty, Father. And right now, this morning, we thank you that it will not, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that as we receive your word, we are casting our burdens unto you. Right now, mighty God, in the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Whew, guys, when, when it comes to worship, I love the oh part. You know, um, I love it. So, so, so when you are worshiping uh, and you say, oh, just remember I'm worshiping with you in spirit. Yeah, it, it speaks to me because uh, William McDowell says, when you don't know what to say to God, and you say, oh, because your heart understands and it knows what to say to God. Because sometimes we, we, we listen so much to our own words and we count what we are saying. Heal me, Lord, but I know you might not. Or let your will be done. But when you say, oh, oh, oh you know, it's, it's, like, it's, it, it's, like, it's like God says, now I hear you. You know, now your mind is not talking to me, but you, your heart, your spirit is talking to me. You know, so I always love that. So I'd like to encourage you to love it uh, if, if it allows you to do so. Amen. Amen. So, church, this morning we are talking about active faith. Say active faith. That's what we are talking about today. So, God has really been challenging me about an active faith. Also, we are not having slides. Oh, it's there already. No slides today. As, as, as I was preparing, uh, I just felt God saying, Sobs, no slides today. And I was like, no, but every nation, Deben, you know, we've always been doing slides. What happens when Pumi comes and Pumi's expecting slides? And Jesus is like, no slides. So I'm like, okay, how do I tell Pastor Way? Like, Pastor Way, no slides. And I put a smile face on WhatsApp, smiling face, and he took a day to reply. And, you know? And at that time, I was, okay, let me just in case, he says, no, so we do slides in the church. Let me just prepare in case, even if it's one slide. You know, and a day later, he's like, yes, slides must fall, it's fine. So I was really, I, 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 I was really grateful to God because what God wants to address, what God wants to address to us and what he's been addressing is the love for his word and the heart to study his word. So I want to encourage you, 
you journey with me today. Let's read the word together. Highlight if you have to. Write on your Bible if you have to. I grew up saying my mother saying, hey, don't write on the Bible. You know, but uh, I never understood why, but I write on my Bible. I highlight on my Bible. So I'd like for you to journey with me today. If you don't have a Bible, uh, you are welcome to borrow mine. Uh, if your courage is saying so, there we go. There we go. You can use my Bible. You'll see where I've highlighted. Uh, but yeah, so today, journey with me. If you don't, uh, praise the good Lord. You will still follow us. Amen. You can sit to someone next to you. So we talk about faith, active faith. Now, this thing has been challenging me for years. And it's been recent that I've come to understand and being delivered into it. I remember there was a friend of mine, Ulaki Chemese, who's now a pastor in PE, and we used to stay in a commune. And in this commune, he would say, Sobs, I don't know what I'll eat, but when the day ends, I would have eaten something. And what, what I never understood with that is, okay, I'm going to cook, and if he comes in, I'm forced to eat with him. So I never understood his faith. Do you understand? I never understood how it worked. Because... Because I love cooking. I loved cooking and we stayed in a commune and he's a man of God, hallelujah. I'm also a man of God, so I can't eat alone. Because the Bible says I'm blessed to be a blessing. I must eat with my brothers, you understand? So now when he comes at five, at half past four, I have no choice to share my food with him. And every time he he's like, Sobs, I don't have money, but I know God is going to provide for me. And there were times, Wazalwan, Jesus, Jesus is Lord today, you don't judge me. <laughs> There were times when I would cook so quickly, before he gets there, I would dish for myself and take the leftovers in my room because we shared the kitchen. And I would put them in the, because I was a bachelor, so I don't want to cook every day. So that means if I cook today, he's going to eat, and then tomorrow I'm going to cook again, and then he's going to eat, you understand? So I used to hide it. Lord, Lord. Lord, you'd have done the same. Ah, Jesus. So, so I never understood. And he, this guy would leave and he would say, Sobs, I, and he, he, he was poor, you know, and he was not doing well. And he was loving God so much that even if he did not have clothes, he would come back with me and show me a plastic full of clothes. And he would say, Sobs, look what God has done for me today. And there was a man in church who came in and said, you know what, God is saying I must give you these shoes. And that's how God uh, journeyed with him. And I still never understood that no man, it could be that he asked someone in church and that someone said, okay, I'll bring you the next Sunday. It could be, you understand, I always created my own logic that God is going to provide something for you to eat. That means you will ask someone to cook for you, or you'll just be there at the right time, at the right place, when someone is cooking, and you'll have a nice conversation, so that by the time you are done cooking, the conversation is still moving on. Amen. But God always provided for him. So, that's faith. That was real faith. That was active faith. When you had nothing, but you knew that God is going to provide. But you don't know how. But you know he will provide. You don't know how. That is faith. I remember even us moving here to Graville. Graville, we, we had never left campus before for a long time. And we have never been in Graville before. So we don't know how Graville functions. 
Do you understand? And we've never been in such this type of a building ever in the history of every nation, Deben. So faith says, go and plant a church in Graveville and leave Howard to continue on their own. Now that is faith. You don't know what's going to happen, but because God said it, you are going. And look where we are today. We've got an amazing facilities because of faith. So what we are going after today is faith is listening to the word of God and going. Based on what the word is saying, you do exactly what it says. I remember my wife and I, we had wanted to leave every nation dead then. Uh, Jesus, we had wanted to leave Bablangan. So on our first day of getting married, we were on campus. And my wife was coming from your EE type of churches, your faith mission, hallelujah, <laughs> praise the good Lord. You know, so she was coming from those churches, you know. You know, and Joanne cannot do that thing there. Praise God for Joanne, you know. But, but we're coming from the, she was coming from that church. And I was always an every nation, I was always an every nation type of a person. And my wife is like, okay, so where are our children when we have children going to enjoy themselves? And we're on campus. I was like, baby, I don't know. But let's stay just for one year. Just give us a year. And at that time, there was no youth ministry. There was nothing. The sermons were more or less about campus. Oh, Jesus, campus. No married people. You understand? There was few of those because of what God was doing then. So I said to my wife, baby, let's stay. Let's give it a year. And then from there, we'll decide where to go. Hey, Mazalwani, within a year, we saw Ukarabo. God was just telling him about children. Then we started youth sing. Then, boom, boom, all of a Sunday, we are seeing a, se- a section for children on campus. And I was like, yes, Jesus, Tiki, we're not going to faith mission. You know? <laughs> you know? You understand? And, the, and so forth and so forth until, until we were here. Now we will never leave. Now we are going to plant every nation, not, not faith mission. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Baby, I love you so, so... So, point is, point is, we are still talking about faith, that it was because of faith we were able to plant here. It was because of faith that we stayed in the church. Everything was saying, don't stay, and we felt God would understand. But faith said, stay, because that's what God wanted to do. Smith Wigglesworth says, fear looks, but faith jumps. I'll repeat this again. Fear looks. So fear says you can't and you are not able to. Physically, you are not. Mentally, you are not. But faith says you can. Amen. Let's read our first scripture in John 9, 6. That's our first scripture. So you can write it. And if you catch me, you'll find me there. Um, but I'm going to journey with us. Okay. So John 9, 6. It reads as follows. Now, it says, who's there already? Okay, after saying this, he spat on the ground, made some mud with saliva, and put on the man's eyes, and said to him, go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. Now, can I, can I, uh, John, can you come and, uh, can, can, can you come and help me here, please? So, in this chapter, John 9, 6. Now, let's pretend I'm Jesus, because I'm good looking today. 
So, 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 so this must have been the blind man that Jesus was seeing. So Jesus was with his disciples. So his disciples are saying, Lord, was, why was this man blind? Was it because of his sins and so forth and so forth? So here's what Jesus does. Jesus, Jesus is dramatic and I love him so much. So he spits on the ground. He takes mud, close your eyes, and he does that. And he paints the mud on his, on his eyes. And he says, go and wash in a specific river. Now, this, this pool that he had to wash on was one kilometers away from him. So this is a blind man. The same Jesus who is able and exceedingly to heal you right now. He's saying to him, go. Now, this pool was one kilometer. So one kilometer is approximately between here and Florida, if I'm correct. It's somewhere there or it's slightly closer. That's one kilometer. Now, now for a blind man to walk, if I were to walk there, I'm not blind, he's not blind, it would take him approximately 15 to 10 minutes to get there. Now, this is the blind man we're talking about. It would probably take him approximately 30 minutes to get there, roughly. So he had to walk for 30 minutes. Now, when he gets to this pool, can you assume there's a pool there? Walk, my brother. Walk one kilometer. <laughs> Just keep walking. I, I hope you have your app. Your app is calculating your steps right now. So when he gets to the pool, the pool is six meters deep. The pool is six meters deep, and it is 16 meters long, and it is 16 meters wide. And I'm like, Jesus, why would you let someone do this? But I decided to say, why would he do that? Why did he say, okay, I will do what you are saying? Because he took the word of God as it was. Because that's what God said, I will do. I will not question it. Thank you, John. Thank you, bro. Thank you so much. So, so, so because God said it, because Jesus said it, Sometimes, Vazalwane, we like, because God healed him or her that way, we expect God to do the same on us. So now, when God takes three years to heal you, you don't understand. And you feel that God is not there for you. And then when, when he says, I am blessed because he was healed in one day, you, you feel you can't say you are blessed because your healing took two years. Your provision took two years. But God is working. So this guy, he had, now he's been born all this time. So my assumption, he knew where the river was. Now you can imagine where he was walking. Let's stay with this guy. This guy is walking, he has mud on his face. So you can imagine, you've got Omabongi looking at him like, hey brother, uh, what's happening? You've got Obenina looking at him, you understand? And oh, Ayanda, the worship leaders, they're like, What? Jesus did that for me, understand? So he had to go through all of that emotional roller coaster to get his healing. When God was able to heal him at that point in time. So what did he do? He took, he took God by his word and he did it. He did not question it. Let's read again. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We're going to get to this thing called faith and understand it deeper. There's a lot we can say about faith as you are going to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. But today, I'm just going to take an, another angle to faith. This is not the type of sermon you know about faith. So please uh, buckle up your seatbelt because God is really speaking in this area today. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, For we live by believing and not seeing. Now, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. He says, we live by believing and not seeing. Now, let's look at another version. I'm sure you, you've opened your own version already. That was NLT I was reading. Another version says, I think it's NIV. It says, we live by faith and not by sight. Now, I then looked at the message version. Mazalan, I love the word of God. Love it so much that you can compare versions just for the sake of comparing versions. Now, message version says, that's why we live with such good cheer. You won't see us dropping our heads or dragging our feet. Cramped conditions here don't get us down. They only remind us of the spacious living conditions ahead. So, let's make it simpler. NIV. We live by faith and not by sight. So, this is saying to me, what I see, I don't live by. But what I know, faith, that's what I live by. So this means, this means then, if I've seen God providing that way, faith says God can provide exceedingly and beyond what you have seen. Because now we are not using sight, we are using faith. So because you saw God providing a three-mention you, you don't align yourself to a three-mansion house, but you align yourself to a four-mansion house because faith says God will provide for you. So, Italento, we live by faith and not by sight. So, if you see pain, faith says you are not in pain, but sight says you are in pain. Do you understand? So, therefore, you don't live by what you see. As a one. Yeah, so, so faith is our way of living. So we see rejection, but faith says you are not rejected. Do you understand? We see unemployment, but faith says you are employed. That's how we live. There's a guy we used to work with, and he said to me, Sobs, ah, Lord, mm, we thank you so much for your word. This guy said, Sobs, I used to walk to work because I knew I had a car because that's what faith told me. I used to walk to work and I did not understand. You understand? I, I, I like, you walk to work and you left the taxes. That was what God was doing with him. That was his interpretation, you understand? And he had a car. So he said every time he walked to work, he declared his car until he had his car because he did not allow sight to define him. But he allowed faith to define. So that is why when you are saying I'm short and I tell you I'm tall, you don't believe me. <laughs> that is why. You understand? When you tell me I can't talk, when faith says I can talk. You understand? When you tell me I'm not good at something, when I, I know faith says I am made in the image of God. You understand? And when you are saying something contrary to what the word is saying. So faith is what we live by. It's our oxygen. Faith is our air. Without faith, there's no life. Without faith. That's what Paul is saying. We live by faith and not by sight. Let's look at Habakkuk 2, verse 4. Habakkuk is in the Old Testament. Praise the good Lord. Amen. Okay, so if you have a phone, you'll get there quicker. 
here's the challenge of while you are going there. The challenge of using phones when you eventually, when there's no electricity, or oh, my Bible is there, and there's no charger, you have to go back to the Bible. And uh, because you've been using your phone, you'll go to contents page. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Habakkuk 2.4. Now, in Habakkuk 2.4, those who are there, this is the Lord who was speaking to Habakkuk, a prophet of Judah. Now, Habakkuk was a prophet of Judah, and God is speaking to Habakkuk because Habakkuk was complaining. Why are the wicked people prospering? Why, why are the children being abducted? Why so much of that? Why is, why is there technical recession? Why are people doing so much and so much and so much? Why is Metro FM's playing these things? Why are education systems like this? This is Habakkuk complaining. Habakkuk. Look what God says. But my righteous one will live by faith. That is verse 4. And if he shrinks back, the Bible says, I will not be pleased. Now, this is God speaking. God is speaking to Habakkuk. And God says in verse 4, but my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased. So God, church, is not pleased when we do not use faith. God is pleased when we walk by faith. Because faith, Paul says, it is how we live. So our access to heaven is through faith. If we want to access heaven through compassion ministry, we have to use faith. God is ready to release church. Actually, God, things are there already. It's like there's a shelf in heaven waiting for you to take what is yours. Waiting to take what God has destined for your life. But ours is to say, because of faith, I am taking what is mine. Because of faith. So, he has... He is ready to fill us up. God is ready to fill us up and he is ready to answer our prayers. He only needs us to apply faith. We are going to define faith. We are going to define it just now. So, so, so buckle up your seatbelt more because we've got to define it that, okay, what is this thing called faith? Let's look at uh, Isaiah 7-9. Isaiah 7-9, uh, please feel free to just write for the sake of time so that you are able to read for yourselves. But at least now, I know you won't be taking pictures of the slide and I won't be part of the camera. So it's also saving me not having slides so that when you take a picture, I don't have to show in your phone. Isaiah 7, 9. So God here was equipping Ahaz to stand firm as there was a war being prepared. So Ahaz was a king of this nation. So there were guys from Gauteng and Limpopo. I love Limpopo, guys. Limpopo, I love you, ne? It's just that you are trending on social media, so it's fine. I need to get my mind out of this Limpopo thing. So there were guys coming from all types of nations. You know, let's call Zimbabwe and Botswana now, you know. So, so there were guys coming from all those types of nations, and Ahaz was, being, was about to be threatened. And this is what God said. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Now, this was God speaking to Ahaz and saying, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. We are still talking about faith. And I'm showing you faith in different contexts, how it was necessary. 
Now, let's hit up. Let's hit up. Let's put the stove to five right now. Let's go to Hebrews 11.6. We are about to define now what is faith. So, because the verses we have read, let's go to Hebrews 11.6. I'm going to ask someone to read for us quickly. So, the context we've been talking about, they are showing us the necessity of faith, that without faith, we can't live. So, Christianity and faith, they are in the same WhatsApp group. That's what these verses are showing us. Who's in Hebrews 11.6? Okay, yes, please read. Amen. So, it is impossible to please God without faith. Now, what did Paul say? Paul said, we live by faith and not by sight. So, when we live by faith, what do we do? We please God when we live by faith. Now, if you look at... Now, now let's actually define what faith is. Because now, Hebrews eleven six says... It is impossible to please God without faith. That means if we did not leave Howard, we would probably not have pleased God. That's what it means. So if we had allowed sight to define us by coming here, we would not have pleased God. Because we got here because of faith. My wife and I got married because of faith. Because I have never seen her before having children. I have never seen her before not having money. So faith said, if we get married, I know you trust God. So when we are fighting, we'll fight in tongues. That's what faith said. Okay, so let's define faith. Hebrews 11.1. Can someone read for us? Who's going to read? Anyone? Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, or divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. Thank you. Conviction of the reality, faith comprehends as facts what cannot be experienced by physical senses. Amen. Who has King James Version opened right now? Okay. I love King James Version, and I'm going to explain from there. If you don't have it, I'll read. It says... Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? Now, as you're trying to find King James, it then says, it is the evidence of things not seen. Now, we know that in court, no evidence, no case. No evidence, no one is guilty, no one is innocent. No case. That's evidence. So, Hebrews 11.1 is saying... It is the evidence of things not seen. So, so, so you see, this is evidence. You looking at me is evidence. So that means evidence has to be something we see for us to have faith. It has to be something we know for us to have, that we can show. That, hey, because of this evidence, I've got Faith. So, what is this evidence? The evidence, church, it is the word of God. It is the promises of God. That is the evidence. 
That is the evidence. We have the word of God. It's evidence. It is written in the Bible. It's evidence. So in court, you take the Bible, uh, advocate, as per Hebrews 11.1, 1. based on what you see, advocate, uh, lawyer ABC, Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So therefore, I'm okay. Do you understand? So, when my good manager, hallelujah, <laughs> loves me, praise the good Lord, I know that, I know that Romans 8.28, the evidence says all things are working for my good because I love the Lord and I am called according to his purpose. That is evidence. So now what is faith? When we came here from graveyard, faith said, Go ye therefore, and make disciples of all nations, and I will be with you. So, because of the evidence in Matthew 28, 18, eh, we left Howard knowing that God is with us. When the Bible says, I will build my church, we knew that when we got here, God is going to build his church, and not us. That is evidence. So that is faith. Faith is the word of God. So when we say we live by faith and not by sight, it means we live by the evidence of God and not by sight. So when sight says unemployment is increasing, you look at the word of God and you, you, you stay on, on the word of God. There was a guy I was listening to. He said every time he, he read the newspaper, he would look at the newspaper and look at the word. What is the word of God saying in relation to what the newspaper is saying? Recently, my wife and I were listening on Metro. And these guys are saying, why do you cheat women? Explain why do you cheat? Now, when you listen to these things, we don't realize that they, they are investing something in our minds to some extent and to some point. Do you understand? But now what this guy is saying, when he listened to the radio, he said, Father, what does your word say about this condition? So he did not take that and walk with it because he does not live by sight. He does not live by feeling, but he lives by the word of God. So faith is the evidence. There's a guy who was getting married recently, and he's, he's been hearing a lot about lobola challenges and so forth. But I said to him, you see, you are now living by sight. You've never lobola before. So how do you know that you are going to have problems? So when you are taking my experience, his experience, his experience, when God is saying he's going to go before you, when God is saying he's going to make provision for you, and then when, because I'm a man of God, you are taking what I'm saying, when God is saying, I will do exceedingly and abundantly. So this is faith. This is the evidence that you have. Amen. We were trusting God for my wife to have work. And it was a time where our daughter was about to be born. And in three to four months, we knew we were crashing financially. And it was a point in my life, I was like, Lord, I, let your will be done, Dad. Let your will be done. Now I was completely out of control of finances. I could not do anything. God 
provided for my wife. Now look how she prov- how God provided. My wife's CV was taken out of the bin for her to be appointed. When she was going for an interview, uh, not to say much, but when she was going to the interview, I kept saying, that job is yours. Here's what I knew. I knew that God knows what? The desires of my heart. So therefore, he sees our financial situation. He sees our financial situation. So the Bible says, I know the desires of your heart. So therefore, he knows that in four months now, from now, we won't have capital. So he's going to provide. And we kept speaking that. When my wife was taken, the lady, one of the ladies told her, oh, so you and Ando, you know what? I actually took your CV out of the bin. And that's why you are here. And Untando and the guy who were taken, those were the only CVs that were taken out of the bin. All the ones that Heishad had on top of their table, they were not taken. Because Heishad had already knew who they wanted to take. So when the world says there is corruption, the Bible says you are my child and I will go before you and I know the desires of your heart. That is the evidence that you have. So church, today it is to say, use the evidence you have. Use the evidence you have. The Bible says you can't please God without using the evidence. So you use the evidence, you please God. Let's read quickly. So let's look deeper into Hebrews 11. Stay in Hebrews 11. We're going to camp there a little bit, and then we're going to be making our way out. Now, I started to look that, Lord, what... What, give us examples of faith, Lord. Because I've always knew that faith is when I need something. And some of us think that. That faith, when you are trusting God for finances, faith come. Faith is that friend when you need something. And then when you sorted, okay, thank you, faith. You understand? No, 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 no. Let's, let's look at Hebrews 11. If you look at Hebrews 11 in verse 4. Abel brought an acceptable offering to God. Now, that was faith. Abel brought an an offering. If you look at verse 5, Enoch was taken up. So Enoch didn't ask anything to God. He was taken up by faith. Abraham left home. That was faith. He didn't say, Lord, give me a car. So they are not saying here, Abraham trusted God for a car. And then Abraham left. You understand? Uh, Abraham needed money for pocket money, and then he left. He left. That was faith. If you look at Sarah, she was able to have a child. Verse 11 highlights that. So Sarah had a child. So here's what I'm getting to. There are two folds to faith. Faith Paul says we can not live without faith. That means if Paul says we live by faith, it could mean to me that I'm always in need all the time. Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, please. But faith is also us listening to the word of God and doing it. That is faith. So in this context of Hebrews 11, when we love people, we are living by faith. When we come to church, we are living by faith. When we worship God, we are living by faith. When we forgive people, we are living by faith. 
All in all, when we take the word of God and do what it says, we are living by faith. In times of need and in times of fun and so forth, faith is who we are. Faith is not when I'm crashing in four months, I need faith. Faith come in now. Oh yes, faith will come in. But faith is, doesn't end there. Because that means we are literally saying, if the Bible says uh, you cannot please God without faith, I'll only please God when I'm in trouble, then when I'm not in trouble, I will not be pleasing God. I will be living my own life. So faith is a lifestyle of a Christian. Faith is our DNA. Many have said, Ukayulitagas used to say, faith is our currency. We do things through faith. Let us read James chapter 2, 14 to 7. Okay. James chapter 2, 14 to 7. So, it reads as follows. Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye. Now, we talk about faith, ne? You see someone, and you say goodbye, and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. Do you see faith? What good does that do? See, you see faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So faith in this context, it's talking about the people we see on the streets. It's talking about someone you will meet here now, and that person tells you that I have a problem. And then you say, I praise the good Lord, the Lord is with you. Have faith, you had the sermon. Have faith, you understand? But here it is saying, that's, that's useless. What are you going to do to help that person? What, that is faith. So it is useless. It is useless. So that's why I used to have a problem. I tell someone my problem, that was over right. And I'm like, Jesus, why did you say that? You understand? It was over right. I know it's over right. Journey with me. You understand? How can you help me? How can you equip me, whether with encouragement or words of wisdom? But don't tell me it's over right. I know it's over right. Now, I want you to look at the last verse. It says, unless it produces good deeds. What produces? Faith. It is not you, but it is faith. Let's look at that verse again. It says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. So it is faith that produces, not you. When you take things to yourself and not use faith, you will get tired. It's tiring to forgive. It's tiring to be gentle. It's tiring to be self-controlled. It is tiring. But because faith in you produces and you allow it, then your faith is not dead and useless. This thing is like a car. It's like God gives you a car, fuel tank, everything. You have it. But still you walk to work. So that means your car is dead and useless. Sell it. You understand? So God is saying, I've given you a car, I've given you car keys, I've given you full tank, use the car. Drive. That is faith. Which goes to, which takes us to Ephesians 6, 1, 6, the armor of God. I think I'm going to wrap up there. Uh, 
Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. Bazalwane, last year my wife and I we started a business in Umtata because we heard God saying that he is going to use what we have. He is going to use what we have. And we were like, Lord, how are you going to provide for ABCD? And God said he's going to use what we have. So we started a business where we deliver bread door to door. And when we presented this idea, even my wife to some extent and everyone, they did not believe much. I've shared this to all of us. But because of what God had said, what you say does not matter. Because God said it and he made it clear. So I remember I was even Googling who is delivering bread in South Africa because I had to benchmark. Because sight says benchmark and learn from someone. But God is saying, I will build my church and I will be with you. And there was no delivery company. And we started only with faith. Now, in three months' time, we are going to have a second delivery vehicle because of faith. Because of faith. There are things that God wants to start for the first time in your life that we've never seen in South Africa or the world. Tell me, when Moses went through the sea, who did he see before that went through the sea? No one. Bazalwane, God wants to start new things in your life, in your community, in this church, in your family. When Noah built the ark, he had never even seen a boat. He had never even seen a boat. Listen, when David dealt with Goliath, no one had dealt with Goliath before in an army. It was the first time in history that was done. So don't be afraid. Take faith and use faith. And walk with faith. God, God, Colleen, God is going to start new programs in your life for your children that have never been invented before. And those things are not defined by your skin color or anything, but they are defined by God. So we allow things to define us, and yet God wants to do amazing things. You are an amazing human being, and God has given you everything you need. When Noah, it took 100 years for the flood to be there. There was not even a flood before. And now this guy had to build an ark, whether the family believed or did not, whether the nation believed or did not, but he did. What amazes me more is when Moses went through leading people. He has never led in that context before. Some of us are leaders, some of us are managers, some of us are business owners. We are going to carry people to a place where no other business has ever went through. And God is saying, use my word. And God said to Moses, point your ark. And there was a dry land within the sea. And they walked and he led them. So church, God is going to do a new thing in your life. But we have to access that through faith. Now let's look at the armor of God. I'm running out of time. Now, I love to Bablaga because this is what God was saying. Ephesians 6, 16. Now, I want you to look at the shield part. It says, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. If you read that chapter, that verses, the rest, it says, put it on. 
put on the breastplate, put on the helmet, put on and so forth. But when it comes to faith, it says hold it up. You have to hold up faith. You have to hold up the evidence. No one will. God is not going to hold up the evidence. You have to hold up because God has given you the evidence already. So it says, NIV says, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which which, okay, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, what are the arrows of the evil one? The evil one wants to tell you the arrows are coming. You are overqualified. You can't make it. Your business idea has never existed before. You can't make it. There's someone who once had a business and was studying, and the business failed because he was doing many things. You are part of stats. That's what arrows are saying. But faith is saying, God is doing a new thing in my life. God is doing a new thing in my city through the shield. Because, you see, a warrior cannot go to war without a shield. You have to carry your shield. When they say there's never been a woman before who's a manager, faith says God is going to do a new thing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He guides me through the darkest valley. That is what faith says. So that is why faith is a shield. Because a shield protects everything you have. It protects your entire body. It does not protect a specific place. You see, the breastplate they're talking about, it only protects here. The helmet only protects here. You understand? But the shield, you control it where it goes and who it protects. Because you have the evidence. So if my brother here or sister is losing faith, I protect him. That father, your word says, these arrows coming to my friend cannot touch him. And then you bring the faith back. So that is why this thing you can control. Because you can do that, you can do it anyway. So we use, so when the Bible says you cannot have children, when, when, when sight says you can't, you know what the Bible says. You can be healed because there's no cure. That's what the arrows are saying. You can't be healed. But the Bible says all things. He heals everything. He heals everything. So church, I'm wrapping up. Mother Teresa said, faith keeps the person who keeps the faith. I'm going to say this again. Faith keeps the person who keeps the faith. You keep faith, it keeps you. It's simple as that. There's no way around it. So, church be encouraged. It's your responsibility, it's your choice. We have seen how the blind man walked. He knew, sight, senses told him that Jesus did healing in this way before. And he did not question Jesus. That, Lord, why are you saying I must go and wash there in a deep place? He went. So there was a friend, there was a lady who used to come to churches now in Drakensberg teaching there. And she was unemployed. And she stays in Ilovo. And this lady, God said to her, while she's not working, she must start a, a what's this, to, to empower women and men in her community who are doing grade 11 and grade 12. That's what God said to her. Some of us are so consumed 
by I need to be employed because I studied, because that happened, because sight tell gives you every reason that you need to be here. But faith is saying you are the salt and light of the world. So therefore, employment does not define us. You may say, ah, so it's easy for you to say because you're employed. No, 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 no. The word of God is what defines us. Employment or no employment, money or no money, car or no car, faith is saying that's what it's saying. This lady started that, and when she started empowering those children, those grade 11 learners and grade 12s, few months later, God opened a door for her to go and teach in Drakensberg. And now she's teaching there. So some of us are waiting for things to happen when God is doing things right now. So when God is doing things right now. So, so church, I want us to stand up because I'm closing. May we stand? Worship team, can you please join me? When, when, when we started, when we started a business in Umtata, I had also done the same thing. Sight said, I need to go and ask Ukarabo, mighty man of God and a friend, how it was when he ran his business from Joburg and while he was here. Thank you, Joanne. So he, I asked him how, and he told me the challenges he faced how he even had to shut down Jobek. And to some extent, I became scared because when I started a business in Tata, I was not going to go to Mtata. The business had to start without me there because I'm coming to Mtata. I'm telling you right now, the business is running as if I'm there. Two years later, we're almost about to finish two years next year, early next year. In December, we are going to start making our own product because we started delivering other people's products because we could not get funding. And when I came from this place of not getting funding, Sight said, you can't make it. Your bank balance cannot afford your operational costs. And we knew that you, you, you know what Sight says about business. Sight says the first year you will not make money. The first year you may not make it. But God says something else. God says something else. God says something else. God says something else. We went to Northwest on the 25th of August to benchmark with this company that does this product. They told us we will not need anything less than 150,000. I led my team to Joburg. We came back and there was a slight fear. Where are we going to get 150,000 plus? We did quotations, we did quotations, they hit on 208,000. The, the mountain became deeper, higher. They told us 150, we are getting 208. I have to share this. So, in that moment, we needed the municipality to go and verify our venue. And if you are from Eastern Cape, God is still dealing with the government there. There are things you don't get easy. There are things, one of my partners said, hey, we are going to bribe. And I said, we, we, we won't bribe. We would rather wait, but we're not gonna bribe. Because if you look at the values of the company, we don't bribe. And the municipality, Friday, 
approved our facilities without money. Without money. The budget that we knew, 208, it is now sitting at 102,000. Right, literally right now, if you gave me right now 102,000, it would go there now, without any doubt. So, what did Northwest say? 150. What did quotation say? 208. What does corruption say? You are going to bribe, it may take six months for municipality to approve. So in December, we are trusting God to start launching our product. And I, told, I said to Pastor Wayne, Father, I don't know how, but I know God. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. If you know God, that's all that matters. There was a time when I wanted to leave Toyota because I was like, Lord, I'm done with this place. I'm called for ministry. But faith said, I need to equip you in Toyota. Because what I'm going to do with you in Toyota, we need it in the world to advance the kingdom of God. So you may be looking at your circumstances and thinking, Lord, it's not going well. Well, guess what? It's going well. It's going well. It's going well. Because you know, Romans 8.28 says, it's working for your good. So move away from sight. Look at what God is saying. My parents are divorcing. They're in the process of divorcing. We chose to look at God. And we decided to move away from looking at them. Because every time we looked at them, we could not love them. We could not interact with them. We didn't want to take our children to them. Because we are looking at them. But faith says, honor your mother and father. So that you may live long. Church, look at God. Take faith as your shield today. 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 We are going to worship together. And as we worship, I want you to speak to God right now. And say, Lord, help me to take your word seriously. Help me to meditate on your word daily. Help me to trust what you are saying here. We are going to worship. We are going to worship. Prepare your hearts. The promises of God, you can declare them right now. They are in Proverbs 4, 23 to 24. No, 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 sorry. Some of the promises of God are in Exodus 2012. Right now, where it says, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So as we worship right now, I want you to look at the promise of God and worship with the promise of God. Right now, with the promise of God. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit and he, God, will make your path straight. That's what the promise of God is saying. 
healing is in our hands right now. Deliverance is in our hands right now. Power, victory, right now. We have it. Right now. Next question.